0: My name is Jordan. At the age of 16, I was diagnosed with a myriad of mental health challenges. I've spent thousands of hours with psychiatrists, therapists, doctors, counselors, and many, many more other mental health professionals. And with that, of course, comes with uh, me trying just about every combination of medication that exists. I've studied dozens of self-help regimes, practices, and techniques and implement them to the best of my ability in my daily life. The psyche of the modern man has been shaped to turn a blind eye to mental health, introspection, and physical health. Dozens of statistics and studies show very hard concrete evidence of this trend. It's time for that to change. We will be focusing on a wide range of topics, from money to intimacy issues, anger to pleasure, self-talk to charity, and many, many more. I welcome any and all listeners to join us, whether you are a man, woman, or non-binary individual. Listen, I understand that men have dominated just about every facet of life for thousands of years. But an awakening is beginning to occur in men and culture. With this awakening, men now more than ever need patience and help to undo thousands of years of conditioning so that we can make this world a safer, kinder, and more loving place to live for everyone. Now let's get to the topic at hand today, which is forgiveness. As always, let's start with a quote, and this is by Mahatma Gandhi. He once said, The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. And how true that is. Oftentimes, you'll find those who uh, hold grudges or wish ill on others who wrong them are typically pretty unhappy folks, and they're normally controlled by their egoic minds. These folks are often very petty, they're quick to anger, and they're oftentimes entitled um, to something as a means to soothe a wound that they've experienced in the past. I mean, how could you be happy when you've been so wronged? How could you forgive this person who hurt you? I deserve to be happy. Why did this person not share that sentiment? Listen, I'm currently working through being hurt by another myself. It's not easy. I'll never know why they went back on the words and promises they made. I'll never know if they regret it or if they wish they could take it back. But my goal is that if they do reach out and say that they do regret it, that it'll be too late. And why, though? Why too late? Well, because I've already forgiven them. I've already moved on. I've already grown. I've taken back my life as I'm not a victim of their actions anymore. They hold no power over me. As men were taught to defend ourselves and those that we love through showing strength. I like for the love of God, a lot of like modern movies are primarily built on just the need for revenge or retaliation and a lot of times that's through like ultra violence or like trying to ruin someone's life financially you know the list goes on and the messages behind that is that if you do not make the person that wronged you hurt like they've hurt you you're weak by not doing anything you're powerless a quote that's often miscredited to Mahatma Gandhi states, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Well, from my research, Gandhi never actually spoke these specific words, but all of his teachings do echo the sentiment. Uh, the true quote may have come from Exodus 21 24. And that quote is, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth would lead to a world of the blind and toothless. So let's talk about what forgiveness and the act of forgiving is not. Greatergood.berkeley.edu has this incredible article on the topic, and it's um, called Forgiveness Defined. Um, And I will be quoting it heavily during this episode. Um, So I want to make sure to give them a lot of credit for it. The link will be in this episode's notes, so feel free to click that and, and go check it out. But here are their three points on what forgiveness is not. Number one, forgiveness is not glossing over or denying the seriousness of an offense against you. There's a stark line between being walked on and simply showing grace. Being walked on is the act of feeling as though you deserve to be disrespected or alienated. You think, well, I am a piece of shit, so I deserve to be treated like one. Whereas showing grace is the act of, quote-unquote, being the bigger man. And how ironic that that phrase turned masculinity on its head. Um, You know, it's turning the other cheek. You can quickly think to yourself, wow, that guy was a dick. It's not even worth my time nor energy to warrant a reaction, so fuck it. Now, this is obviously a gross oversimplification of two hypothetical scenarios, but the point still stands. You have two choices. Be walked on and have it drive the narrative that all people suck, that you deserve to be treated like shit, and there's nothing you can do about it. Or the narrative that, yeah, a lot of people do suck. And them being an asshole or inconsiderate, is a reflection of the hole that they have in themselves, not in you. So it's just best to let sleeping dogs lie and I love my life as I already do and I don't need to prove anything to anyone. Number two, forgiveness does not mean forgetting. Nor does it mean condoning or excusing offenses. So you've been wronged by someone. They apologize... You guys uh, move on and the situation never arises again. Cool. That is a healthy relationship. On the flip side, someone wrongs you. You forgive them. They do it again. You forgive them. They do it again, and so on. Listen, we all make mistakes. But it's our personal duty to learn from them and change the way we live to minimize them in the future. If there's someone in your life that you've had to forgive constantly for this same pattern of chronically being an asshole and taking advantage of you, dude, they're just an asshole. And that's an okay thing for you to think. Not everyone's going to be a saint. And by you thinking that and having the evidence of past patterns to back it up, it behooves you to recognize that. It's imperative that you identify this pattern and say enough is enough. It's unfortunate, but the folly in humans and specifically with men is that the eagerness to change for the better doesn't come easily. To change is to admit that you were wrong. And the egoic mind would be damned to admit that it was wrong and needs to change anything. All right, number three. And this one I feel is very important. Forgiveness does not obligate you to reconcile with the person who harmed you or release them from legal accountability. Listen, forgiveness transpires from within. It's something we do inside of ourselves. By this, I mean you're the only one that is letting something someone did to you in the past still have control over you. That is not to say that the traumas that you've experienced in the past you should just get over or that just forgive them and you'll be perfectly fine. That's not what I'm saying. But I will say that the act of forgiving someone for something uh, that they did in the past is releasing yourself from their burdens, and we'll get more to that. But a lot of times we overcomplicate forgiveness. We feel that to forgive someone we need to completely absolve them of any remorse they may feel or excuse them from the consequences they may be receiving from harming us. And to do that would not be forgiveness. That's conditioning yourself to be abused more in the future. Sadly, some folks have and will live their whole lives devoid of consequences. These people typically prey on the weak. Uh, They're very uh, talented in gaslighting others. They're great at lying, etc. But as I stated, since forgiveness comes from within, what we're doing is We're forgiving these people for their reasons of being a certain way. Which is to say, we understand we have no control as to why they may act in such a selfish or malevolent fashion. We are releasing ourselves of their burdens, of their traumas that they've put on us. So, if we forgive and excuse them of the consequences that they are receiving, we're furthering a cycle of pain for others and for them. Sometimes the most moral and ethical thing you can do is just let others reap what they sow. Hopefully, that would be the wake-up call that they need. It may not, but... That's the beauty of all of it. You don't care anymore. You've already forgiven them. They hold no power over you. Now it's on them. So why is forgiveness important? This again is from that same greatergood.berkeley.edu article. And like I said, it is in the show notes. So please check it out. Um, thank you again to these folks because I. the more I dig into the website, they have incredible articles that aren't like 40 pages long or like the slideshow format they just bullet point bullet point bullet point here's studies and no, that so everything i'm about to read off is backed up uh, by studies so in this article they give 10 points of why forgiveness is important number one forgiveness makes us happier research suggests not only that happy people are more likely to forgive but that forgiving others can make people feel happy, especially when they forgive someone to whom they feel very close with. Number two, forgiveness protects our mental health. People who receive therapy designed to foster forgiveness experience greater improvements in depression, anxiety, and hope than those who don't. Forgiveness may also play a huge role in preventing suicide. Number 3 forgiveness improves our health. When we dwell on grudges, our blood pressure and heart rate spikes, and these are signs of stress which damage the body. When we forgive, our stress levels drop and people who are more forgiving are protected from the negative health effects of stress. Studies also suggest that holding grudges might compromise our immune system, making us less resilient to illness. Number four, forgiveness sustains relationships. When our friends inevitably hurt us or disappoint us, holding a grudge makes us less likely to sacrifice or cooperate with them. And that undermines feelings of trust and commitment, driving us further apart. Studies suggest that forgiveness can stop a downward spiral and repair relationships before they dissolve. Number 5. Forgiveness is good for marriages, most of the time. Spouses who are more forgiving and less vindictive are better at resolving conflicts effectively in their marriage. A long-term study of newlyweds found that more forgiving spouses had stronger and more satisfying relationships. However, and this is in bold... When more forgiving spouses were frequently mistreated by their husband or wife, they became less satisfied with their marriage. Number six, forgiveness boosts kindness and connectedness. People who feel forgiving don't only feel more positive towards someone who hurt them, they are also more likely to want to volunteer and donate money to charity and feel more connected to other people in general. Number seven, and this one's pretty profound, uh, forgiveness can help heal the wounds of war. A research-based forgiveness training program in Rwanda was linked to reducing trauma and creating a more positive attitudes between the Hutus and Tutsis there. And if you're not familiar with that conflict, it is brutal And a study of people who learned forgiveness uh, skills in war-torn Sierra Leone uh, found that they reported feeling less depressed, more grateful, more satisfied with life, and less stressed out afterwards. Perhaps more famously, South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Commission is widely credited with encouraging forgiveness and reconciliation at the end of apartheid in South Africa. The commission's uh, chairman, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, um, has argued that forgiveness is the path to true, enduring peace. Number eight, forgiveness is good for kids and teens. Kids who are more forgiving towards their friends have a higher well-being. Forgiveness training can help adolescent girls who are bullies and who were bullied decrease the amount of anger and aggression and delinquency uh, while increasing their empathy and improving their grades. Number nine, forgiveness is good for the workplace. Employees who are more forgiving are also far more productive, take fewer days off, and that's partly probably thanks to reduced stress with everyone around them in the office. And number 10, and like I said, each one of these points was specifically built off of research and studies that were conducted. So number 10 was a very broad study. And basically, it just says that people who practice self-forgiveness, as well as forgiveness in others, tend to have better physical and mental health. Um, forgiving ourselves may also improve the relationships we have with others. So in summary, Forgiveness is incredible for, like, every aspect of your life, from your physical to mental health, your career to your love life, your interpersonal to your inner peace. Remember, forgiveness is a gift that you give to yourself. And that doesn't require you that you be willing to be disrespected. Rather, it's a deep introspection into yourself and a patience and empathy for others. You're saying, I know I've been wronged, but I'm not a victim. I will choose to learn from this experience, as I hope the perpetrator will as well. In many instances, they may not. But that's all the more reason to remove them from your life and let them be their undoing. That's no longer your burden. You've forgiven them. And remember, we're not wishing ill on others, but we're just relinquishing control because it doesn't serve our growth. Forgiveness is the understanding that you can't change what happened, but you can change how much energy you devote to it, and to have control over that is true strength. You can only let others hurt you if you continue to give them that power. And with that, I want to thank you all. Uh, please follow, like, and share this with others. Uh, there's the new rating system on Spotify. Please rate this podcast. Please um, comment anywhere you can. Um, follow me on Instagram at Male Mental Health Space Podcast. Spread any of the words that I've quoted or rambled on about with anyone that needs to hear it. All I can continue to do is put out the best content I can, but I need your help to spread the word and I'll keep saying this, this is on us. Let's be the best soul, body, and mind we can be. Being a man comes second. Thank you.